0: Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I am your guide to wisdom and creating a legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 62 of our trek and today we will learn the dangerous cliffs on life's trail so that we do not cascade into the abyss of debt. Excessive debt will certainly hamper your ability to build your living legacy. We are recording our podcast from our studios at the big house today in Marietta, Ohio. We've had another busy day in the office today. I was hoping to break in the afternoon and get some outdoor work completed, but the work activities of the day consumed my time. I was able to spray for mosquitoes this evening and prepare a little bit for our second weekend of our yard sale. We are continuing today with our It's Only Money trek. Each day we will explore a different trail on our trek to true wealth. As we work hard and follow sound principles to acquire wealth, it is very important that we know which trails not to hike. Those are the dangerous trails that would cause us to lose everything that we have gained. So our title today is How Not To Lose Money. As well as teaching us how to earn money, Proverbs warns us of the many ways in which money can quickly be lost. The following are some of the most common mentioned pitfalls. Our number one is Don't Be Lazy. A lazy person not only fails to obtain wealth, but because of his laziness, he also neglects the resources that he currently has. Proverbs 24 verse 31, I walked in the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one who had no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles, it was covered with weeds, and the walls were broken down. If you are too lazy to take care of what you already have, it will soon come to ruins. Next is Proverbs 27 verses 23-27, Know the state of your flocks, and put your heart into caring for your herds, for riches don't last forever, and the crown might not be passed to the next generation. After the hay is harvested and a new crop appears and the mountain grasses are gathered in, your sheep will provide wool for clothing and your goats will provide the price of a field. And you will have enough goat's milk for yourself, your family, and your servant girls. So you see that somebody who's not lazy will have an abundance. Number two is don't be greedy. Now strangely enough, if you are greedy, it will often contribute to being in poverty. Proverbs 11.6 puts it this way. The godliness of good people rescues them. The ambitions of the treacherous people traps them. In Proverbs 28.22, greedy people try to get rich, but they don't realize they're headed for poverty. Now, Many company advertisements appeal to our greed and pride. The companies have just the answer for us and a limited time opportunity that will fulfill our needs. We see it so often in society today because most people want instant everything, including wealth. Proverbs 13.11 tells us though, Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Also in Proverbs 26.16, Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. And Proverbs 24.30, I walked in the field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one who has no common sense. Number 3. Don't be impulsive. If you are an impulsive buyer, whether it is something small or large, you will soon come to see that wealth accumulated quickly slips through your fingers. Worse yet is when you use credit to make these impulsive purchases. Proverbs warns us that being greedy and impulsive brings about poverty. Proverbs 21 verse 5. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Marketers of all kinds of products and services entice all of us with sales through deadlines and scarcity. A good practice for you to follow is to ask yourself these questions before buying something that is on sale. First, is it a need? Second, do I have the money available for it? And is this money allocated for something else? Third, would I buy it if it were not on sale, or there was not a limited time or allocation for it? Now, If your answer is no to this one, then it is definitely not a need. And fourth, can this purchase be delayed? There will always be another sale. There always has been and always will be. Number four, don't associate with the wrong people. Proverbs 5 verses 7 through 10. So now my sons, listen to me. Never stray away from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose to merciless people all that you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labors. And Proverbs 23, verses 20 and 21, Do not carouse with the drunkards or feast with the gluttons, for they are on their way to poverty, and too much sleep clothes them in rags. I know the world thinks about wine, women, and song, but Proverbs warns us that it will be a pretty sad song when you are seduced by sex and alcohol. Number 5. Don't waste money on extravagant living. It is not wise when you consume too much while saving too little. Most financial problems stems from buying stuff that we don't really need with the money that we don't really have. Learn to live simply and be satisfied with what you can afford without borrowing. If you are not satisfied when you have a little, you will never be satisfied when you have more. Proverbs 21.20 The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Do not live extravagantly. This can be compared to Proverbs 25.16, which says, Do you like honey? Don't eat too much, or it'll make you sick. So practice living frugally. Living frugally is a habit and practice that most wealthy people in the world have. So practicing frugality is good discipline. Number 6. Don't borrow money for non-essential items. Consumerism in America is a great problem because we have become accustomed to being able to buy what we cannot afford with a little piece of plastic called a credit card. As I grow older and hopefully wiser, the more I realize that borrowing money should be reserved only for extreme emergencies or for items that actually increase in value such as a modest home. It is foolish to borrow money for stuff that you don't absolutely need. Learn to enjoy a life of simplicity without all the trappings. Anytime you owe money to someone else, you become their servant. Proverbs 22.7 Just as the rich rule over the poor, so the borrower is a servant to the lender. Another area that Proverbs warns us about many times is the danger of guaranteeing or co-signing for someone else's debt. If another person cannot afford to make a purchase, then it is a strong indicator of their ability to pay. Maybe we would be doing them a bigger favor if they were forced just to wait for the purchase until they can afford it themselves. Proverbs 6, one through five puts it this way. My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself. For you have placed yourself in your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride, go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off, do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Also in Proverbs 17, 18 puts it this way. It's poor judgment to guarantee another person's debt or to put up security for a friend. And Proverbs 22 verses 26 and 27 says, Don't agree to guarantee another person's debt or put up security for someone else. If you can't pay it, even your bed will be snatched out from under you. Or in common vernacular for today is, You'll take the shirt off your back. While in reality there may be some circumstances to guarantee the debt of a family member, which may be okay, but you should only do so if you are fully prepared and capable of paying the debt if it is not paid by that person. On a personal note, in the last few years, Paula and I have made a policy not to guarantee or co-sign debt for anyone. If a family member is truly in need, we have decided that we would give the money to the person with no real expectations of being paid back. If it is paid back, that would be great, but if not, is between them and their creator. We have seen and heard of too many families that have split over finances. You must realize that it's only money. Well, that'll finish our podcast for today. If you've missed any of the previous podcasts, please check out Wisdom Trek at iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or at wisdom-trek.com. Tomorrow, we will consider the topic of It's Only Money, Part 6, and it'll be focused on the priorities for the use of money. So please join our camp tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek. Creating a legacy. If you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, I encourage you to take the time to invest in yourself in these three ways. Invest a little bit of your time to improve Wisdom Trek by leaving your name, email address, and comment, and give us some suggestions on how we can improve Wisdom Trek so that the wisdom and the insight best fits your needs. Second, invest in yourself by listening to your seven minutes of wisdom through Wisdom Trek each day. And third, invest in the life of others by sharing with your family and friends. In person or online, to journey with us on our Wisdom Trek. The journal for the podcast can be found at wisdom trek.com, where we also have pictures, tweetable quotes, wisdom nuggets, and free resources. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, and most of all, your friend, as I serve you through this Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously.